Well, uh, normally this, uh, this uh, presentation has to do with questions and answers that were uh, made in the morning uh, regarding the topic of, of the Trinity. And uh, I'm going to, to mention today in the morning I made a, a presentation regarding certain topics and there was a quotation of Ellen G. White that I use in the morning um, that is, um, deity did not die, humanity did. And, um, and the gentleman that left a few moments ago uh, asked me where, where it was. It's a manuscript 131, uh, 1897. And uh, I didn't put that in the notes today, but I repeat, manuscript 131, 1897. And, uh, and normally, I am dealing, and please, I'm going to say something because I don't, would permit, I cannot permit um, today what happened yesterday. Um, and that is, this is a seminar oriented or given uh, for Seventh-day Adventist members that believe in the 28 fundamental beliefs. So if you don't, please, uh, I don't know if I'm going to enter into a dispute or into a war regarding this, but I do believe in the 28 fundamental beliefs. And uh, besides that fact, um, this is oriented to give instrument to those who are bringing some troubles into the chart, the nine um, doctrines or fundamental doctrines in the chart. And we are under attack in this moment. Let me share with you that we are under attack regarding the creation doctrine. We are under attack regarding the sanctuary doctrine. We are under attack regarding the Sabbath. That is not um, a, nothing new regarding that, but it is. And we are under attack regarding the divinity of the Lord Jesus, the divinity of the Holy Spirit, and also regarding the topic of the Trinity. So what I'm going to share with you is my point of view based upon the Bible and the views of the Seventh-day Adventist Church uh, regarding this, these topics. So, um, and please, um, if you have any question, let me share with you that the only moment in which I'm going to have a moment for doing some question and answer is tomorrow, in late in the morning in the presentation, because um, this is the, the only presentation I'm going to, to make today. And, uh, and tomorrow I am going to be flying away to do or start another thing on Friday in another country. So that is a special moment in, this, in these things. But I'm going to try to deal with some questions that probably are against our view as, um, as a church. And I'm going to do it in a in the best of my respect, um, with differences, and so on, and with a Christian spirit. But um, I'm going to share with you 
my view based upon the Bible. Okay? Uh, today in the morning I received a very good and interesting question. It is based upon the General Conference um, website in which they put a video by, um, I don't remember the name of the guy, regarding the examples of the Trinity. And use um, an egg and base the unity in the idea of the shell, the egg yolk, and the egg white, and, uh, and to reflect the unity of that. <coughs> I am going to say that when you read the book, um, and this is not a perfect book, but uh, it's, it's the best that I can share um, thinking in, in lay people, I avoided, if you read the book, some ki kind of um, images or, or comparisons for God or the Trinity. I, I'm not inclined to do that. You know, I, we cannot compare God with anything. Amen. So that is, that is my, my philosophy regarding, regarding that. So I, I'm not, uh, I have to confess that I am not uh, feeling good when I saw that uh, film uh, by the General Conference. I didn't write, I didn't um, protest, I didn't say, look, uh, I don't see light in doing this, but I am not sharing in favor of that. I, I heard a pastor that used to have credentials with a Seventh-day Adventist chart comparing um, the, the Trinity with, um, with humans' um, functions, like um, um, affirms of lawyers, he says in a moment. I am I'm not going to invite anyone to go into that direction. Uh, we might have differences in the reading, in the understanding, but my advice, my, my pastoral advice, is let's go to the Bible and read the Bible as it is. And uh, compare text with text. There are moments in which the Bible is figurative, symbolic sometimes, and we are going to find out in the Bible um, some reference that are going to enlighten our vision, and the Holy Spirit is going to help us in the understanding of that. That is my advice regarding that. Today in the afternoon, probably we are, what we are going to do is to share with you some things uh, regarding um, some points of view. Re yesterday, I received a, a very, very long question, and, and uh, it's a references, and the references, I, I put it here, all of them, with, I, I didn't jump over anything, because I, I have respect for every person that is making questions here. If not, there was no reason, but I put it at the end, and I'm going to refer in general because um, I'm going to share with you some of these things. The, one of the, the questions that I received today 
in the morning is how many times the Holy Spirit appears in the Bible in bodily form. In bodily form. I, I invite you to open your Bible, and we are going to do probably a, a lot of exercise, biblical exercise today in doing that. In Matthew 3, 16 and 17, I don't know, Pastor Richardson, could you read that? And uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 10 and 11, could you, could you read that? And Luke 3, 21 and 22, and, um, and Ingo, could you help us? Acts chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, 3 and 4, and I reserve a comment at the end of that, that is regarding Revelation 1-4. Yes. Um, well, simple. Um, when you read, could you mention the, the verses again? So I avoid the repetition. So, Pastor. Okay, Matthew 3, 16 and 17. And Jesus, when he was baptized, straightened <coughs> out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Well, I find that, um, responding the answer, this, this is my first perception that is in the, in the Bible regarding um, a kind of bodily comparison um, of the spirit here. Because it says, like a dove. In verse 16, could you? The, it's the same, but under the mark glasses. Mark 1 10 and 11. And straightway coming out of the water, he saw the heavens opened, and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Thank you. And. Uh, Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my, son, my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry, it was Luke 3, 21 and 22. I totally failed, and I'm going to ask for it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Luke 3, 21 and 22. 22. Thank you. Ingo. This is Acts 2, 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them Thank you. Here, what we have is this. The first, the first three mentions, that is, that is the synoptics, they call, that is Matthew, uh, that is the book of Mark and Luke, um, use um, bodily comparison um, the, the word appearing in the, in the book of Luke, uh, 
uh, it doesn't appear in the book of Mark, but says in the book of Mark, like um, a dove, like a dove is expression. And the difference in between is that in the case of the book of Acts, appears like um, in, in a form, but it's not um, a, a body, you know, it's the kind of flames that appear. So, of course, uh, the, the, other, the other that I do have is, is questionable. And uh, I, I don't know if I, I'm going to share, but I put it in my notes and I'm going to share with you because it is clearly perceivable by the author, that is the, the John, the, the book of Revelation chapter one and verse four. And I put in with a note here. And John says, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. In, in the book of Revelation, the, the spirit appears in front of the throne. And um, that, is, that is a kind of, of uh, description that you are going to find out. But I will say that uh, the answer to the, to the question, I will say, is based upon Matthew, Mark, Luke, and the book of Acts, certainly. Um, opinionated or, or open to, to difference of understanding is Revelation 1, 4, okay? Uh, the other question I do have here says, how, how does the Holy Spirit fits a definition of person, a being with personality, intellect, and will? Okay, uh, here I, there is a, a, lot, a lot of, of, of verses that I would like to share with you regarding this. And uh, I guess I, I touch base this in the book, but my, um, the book is short in certain sense, but uh, here is a little bit longer. You know, sometimes editors recommend not to overpass certain amount of pages, and I've been respected about that, and, but you pay the price that not having certain amount, I will say, of information once you took that route on. And um, let me share with you some, some things that are, for me, quite interesting. For example, the Bible defines or says that the Holy Spirit grieves and is clear in the Bible. Let me share with you. And uh, do you mind if I ask to you, to the rest of you, uh, the reading? Is, is, is any problem? Can I, can, I, can I ask you that? Um, could you read, uh, for example, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30? Ephesians chapter 4, four verse 30. And uh, um, sister, could you read from Romans chapter 15, 30? And um, lady in the back, I'm sorry, I uh, don't know your, your name, but uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 27. And uh, let me 
comment a little bit once you read. Could you start? Ephesians 4.30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. Okay, here says very clearly, I do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So it's the, the Holy Spirit might be grieved is clear in the text. So one thing here. Second is uh, another observation, love. Uh, is Romans chapter 15. Yes, the Holy Spirit of God, yes. Not God, the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit of God, says the Bible, Holy yeah. Okay. Romans 15.30. Yes. And so I have made it my aim to preach the gospel, not where, not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation. Romans? Oh, that's not 30. It's 30. Now I beg you, brethren, mm -hmm. through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. So here, grief and love, two things. It's interesting. So let's, let's go to Romans chapter 8, 27. And he that searcheth the hearts, Lord, that what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Okay, thank you. Has a mind. So if, if you began to sum up the things, is grief, love, and the, the and I quotation here is, Hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Uh, if we go to other elements, um, can I continue with you, uh, sister? Second yeah. um, Samuel chapter 23, verse 2. And uh, Pastor, could you read um, Acts 8, 29? 8, 29. And uh, brother, um, Acts 10, 19. And Acts 11, 12. And I guess that for the moment is, is enough. It's uh, 2 Samuel, yep. chapter 23, verse 2. Yep. It says, The Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and his word was on my tongue. Okay, thank you. By me, says the, the version. Uh, my version says, through me. Um, uh, Okay, version sometimes expresses same things in different ways, okay? The next uh, text is Acts 8, 29. Then the Spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake that chariot, this chariot. Yeah, and, uh, and that is part of the ministry. But again, the Spirit appears in the Bible speaking, talking to a disciple, Philip in this case. The next one. Acts 10.19. Yes, thank you. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Thank you. And uh, could you read the next one? Mm -hmm. Acts 11.12. And the Spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. So again, um, I, I can use several other verses, but I, I guess it's 
it's not necessary in this case. But uh, if you want to take note, I can share with you. But the idea under this concept is that in the Bible, it's clear that the spirit is speaking, speak to holy men, it speaks to uh, prophets, and so on. Yeah, it's, it's clear. So let me share with you some of the verses, and I'm going to quote briefly, and I'm going to jump into the other point. Acts 28, 25, 26. Acts, book of Acts 28, 25, 26. The, by the way, um, when I was when I was in South America, I, I've been I've been teaching theology, and uh, somebody asked me uh, to teach the Book of Acts. And and going to the Book of Acts, one thing that I was surprised in reading and uh, attentively was the function and <coughs> and the work of the Holy Spirit in the Book of Acts, to the point that I told the students that in my estimation probably we need to change the name of the book because we call Acts of the Apostles, thinking in that the beginning is, you know, Peter and, and Paul and, uh, you know, in the expansion and in the leading of the churches. But when you focus attentively, you see the function of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, directing and leading the church in, in, a, in, a, in a wonderful way, you know. It is it's quite interesting. And this is, please, I'm not... Um, don't, don't say that I am <coughs> in fourth of changing the name of the book. No, please, that is the book. <laughs> Olga, don't do that to me. But the, the, um, another quotation is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Um, 1 Timothy 4, 1. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 through 8. Revelations, Revelation 2, 7. Revelation 2, 7, Revelation 14, 13, Revelation 14, 13, Revelation 22, um, 17. 22, 17. Thank you. Sorry. 17. 22, 17. 2, 2, 1, 7. And before that, 14, 13, 2, 7. Okay. The, the, other, the other concept, could you, um, could you help us? Yeah. Okay, um, first Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Acts 15, 28. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Thank you. And, uh, Acts sister? 15, Acts yes. 15.28 Yes. For it seems good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. Okay. The, the last two things, I would like to put maybe a couple of things regarding these two verses that I shared with you. Knowledge, knows, the Spirit knows. It's clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. 
and has awareness of goodness in the next uh, text that our sisters read, Acts 15, 28. So <coughs> sum up the elements here. Uh, grieves, loves, has a mind, speaks, knows, has awareness of goodness. And, and we came back here. And um, can I restart from here, Pastor? Uh, Book of Acts. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, please apologize. Sorry. Which one do you want? Yes. Um, um, friends like always, yes? We are friends. Okay. Okay, perfect. Sorry for that. Uh, and thank you, Leah, for reminding me my homelessness and uh, problems with jumping over. Acts 5.3, and, um, and probably what we need to, well, um, 5.3. Is, in this point, is 5.3. Yes. Acts 5.3. Okay. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And keep back some of the price of the land. Thank you. I will. I promise I will not chamfer over you next time, if okay. if I need to. But uh. okay, here here the point is can be lied to. So uh, add that to the other elements here, and and you have a new thing. So um, Acts, Pastor, chapter five, verse nine. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door, and shall carry thee out. Your version says, Tempted or tested? It says tempt. Okay. You have agreed together to tempt. The Somebody of you have test? Because I do have test in my version. Okay. Okay. It's uh, probably I am with a contaminated version here. Okay. Well, maybe the new King James says that. So, yeah. Okay. The next one, could you help us in reading, brother? Uh, uh, Book of Acts, chapter 20, 28. Book of Acts, chapter 20, 28. Okay, Acts 20, verse 28, right? Yes. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which is purchased with his own blood. Thank you. So here the, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is making the leaders and making them overseers upon the congregation. So there are other elements that you are at, uh, to the others before. And uh, Acts chapter 5, 32. Could you read it? Acts chapter 5, 32. 5, 32? Yes, 5, 32. And we are his witness of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. So, can be a witness here. There is another function. And um, Olga, could you have your... Okay. 
Oh, Olga is, is not speaking in Croatian. Is, is talking to me in Spanish. She said, I don't have the Bible, by the way. Could you, could you read Acts chapter 7, 51? Acts 7, 51. <coughs> I'm reading from the English Standard Version. <laughs> um, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always, always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did, so do you. So can be resisted. That is the point here. So um, one, one of the things that for me it is um, called my attention several times regarding the, the person of the Holy Spirit is the blasphemy uh, against the Holy Spirit in the Bible. So for me this is a very, very strong point regarding that because um, that is not says um, regarding any one of the other uh, person, divine persons that we can find in the Bible. So the blasphemy of the of the, of the Holy Spirit um, it is an, an important um, point here. The the other thing that is important regarding the Holy Spirit is teaches, intercedes, leads, gives life, and and can feel. Uh, the hearts of the people. So there are several things that um, I don't know if I am answering your question quite well, but there are um, a lot of elements um, here regarding this, uh, this, this point. So um, there is another question that I received yesterday. And, um, it's, um, it's, um, it's a question regarding the thrones. And uh, it says this way, why isn't the Holy Spirit being mentioned as being in heaven or sitting in the throne in the Bible? And uh, so let's, let's go to the, the book of Revelation, and probably we are going to comment a couple of things that are, are important, and I'm going to answer based upon the BRI, by the way, BRI is a resource that you may have um, regarding some question, biblical questions when you have some of them. BRI is online, Biblical Research Institute. Uh, sorry? Are you okay? Okay. And uh, you can find in the internet, um, you, you can type Seventh-day Adventist Church, BRI or Biblical Research Institute. And you are going to find out uh, a lot of research um, and uh, question and answers um, things, and um, and some of them are, are are old, and some of them are very very new and very good, by the way. So first of all, the role of the spirit in the book of Revelation. Um, in the book of Revelation, Revelation eleven eleven. Uh, the spirit is called the spirit of life, according to New King James Version. And uh, um, there are other translations, speaks about the breath of life. And that is to say, and, and because the spirit brings life and is life. And in the Bible, life is identified with God and also with the Lord Jesus. Because always, um, First, the Lord, 
because he created life in the beginning. And the Lord Jesus, when you go to the New Testament, is, is quite interesting that every time that he found a dead person is a moment of resurrection. So it's quite interesting also that, that topic in, in the Bible. Um, but um, in, in the book of Revelation, uh, mentions that the spirit is one of the divine persons. Uh, let, me share, let me share with you here the, the point and, uh, or clarify my, my view regarding that. The Holy Spirit in the Bible in general, it, it is above the human level. It's above the human level. It's above the angelical level. It's close to the person of the Lord and to the person of Jesus. And uh, that kind of triangle or triadic relationship or triple relation is very clear in the, in the Bible. So always the Holy Spirit is very um, officiating in that kind of, of, of relationship. I am using the word tri triadic, and, um, but um, because I couldn't find another word uh, for expressing the triple or um, the interrelationship with God the Father and, and the Lord Jesus. So the throne of the Spirit, uh, there is no throne of the Spirit in, in the book of Revelation. But it is important to understand that never in the Bible or in the book of Revelation, the Spirit is described as sitting in the throne of God. And there are some reasons for that. First, the emphasis placed on, on Christ that is seated to the right of throne. And let me clarify something here regarding the thrones. There are no thrones for God. There is only one throne for the Lord. And the Lord Jesus is seated to his right. But when you go to the, to the Bible, and I mentioned Revelation 4, 9, for example, Revelation 4, 6, Revelation 4, 5, Revelation 4, 4. And, uh, and you are going, because this is the chapter of the vision of the throne, it is important to take in account that appears that way. The book of Hebrews also, um, it is in the same uh, condition. Um, chapter 8, verse 1, and chapter 8, verse 2. Book of Hebrews, chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. Second, the emphasis um, of the Spirit is associated um, with, uh, with standing near the throne or in front of the throne. But we need to remember something regarding the Spirit. His work, the work of the Holy Spirit, is with us because He is the Paracletos. He is the Alos Paracletos, the other counselor that was sent in substitution of the Lord Jesus. So he is working with us here and, and appears 
in the book of Revelation functioning for salvation closing or close to the throne. And the Bible says, but to be present um, and, and present in the full manifestations, I will say, or I will say the, the spirit, because it says the seven spirit of God sent out into all the earth. And, um, and he has been working under the command of the Lord in, in that kind of service. Um, that is the understanding regarding this, this, this topic. Let me share with you, um, and I'm going to enter into that in a moment, that I've been uh, reflecting a little bit on what, and I am using this word, uh, triadic forms in the Bible. I didn't finish this. So if you ask me, or if you are going to ask me um, this, let me give, uh, give me a, um, a time to finish for that because I've been, I've been checking a little bit uh, with, my, with others about this, but um, this is a kind of <coughs> statistical distribution. Sorry for, for the cough. Um, when I was working on, 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 on this topic, um, the presence of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in the New Testament appears in a kind of interchanging sometimes forms. And um, if, if you say Father, Son, and, and Holy Spirit, I abbreviated this way. So statistically, statistically you can put Father, Spirit and Son, and here is the function, Father, Holy Spirit, and Son. So the next one will be Son, Father, and Holy Spirit. Son, Father, and Holy Spirit. Son, Spirit, and Father, and Spirit, Father, and Son, Spirit, Son, and Father. So my reflection regarding this is, can this be present in the New Testament? in that way, and I began to search in the New Testament regarding the triadic function in the, in the New Testament. In a moment, by the way, I call my wife, Lyra, and say, you understand that I am entering into a kind of heresy? Or, or what do you think about this? And she say, uh, let me see. I work better in the morning, so Give me the paper, and I'm going to check about that, and I'm going to tell you tomorrow. So uh, she began to, to check. And, um, and this is, this is the, the point. For example, this is a traditional form, and this is in, in the verse, you know, in the, in the verse in the Bible. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What is this form? Isn't that kind of uh, a question, a commentary that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? This is Bible. Yeah, but the question is, it's not found in the earlier versions. So. Were you here yesterday? I answered that yesterday, but I can answer it. I can answer it. But uh, basically, what we said is 
is, is this, that when, when we go, this is, um, this is uh, the New Testament yeah, with the... Uh, with the Bible commentary says that there is a problem with that. The Holy Father, Son, and Holy Spirit into it, yes. By the, the Bible, the Bible commentary. Verse 19. Is Bible added. Huh? Yeah. Some say that verse 19 is added. It's in not the in Bible the commentary. Yeah, in the Adventist Bible commentary. You heard that? Um, I've run into that too. People say, well, that wasn't part of the original. Because when you see this quoted. Oh, why don't we say none of it's part of the original? We can throw it all out with a baby. Wait, wait, when you, you see, you know, one of the fathers quoting Matthew 8, 28, 17, or 8, 18 to 20, left out verse 19. Several quotations. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, let me ask you something, please. You say Bible, Bible Seventh-day Adventist, Bible commentary. Uh, Bible commentary has a note from that. Bible commentary. Bill, you heard that uh, sometimes? It, this is curious. I, I never heard that. I, I, I have the, the Seventh-day Adventist Bible commentary at home, and I, I never see that, that thing. But I, I was, I was um, approaching to you to show you that here is in the apparatus and there is no, no variance. Uh, is, is, is there? Yeah. No, 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 no. Matthew, Matthew, first. The, the fifth, the fifth book or, or has to be. Matthew, perfect. Matthew, 28. Okay. Yes. This is something, um, I guess, because I've never heard of that being an issue. The only one that I've heard of is an issue is the one in First um, John 5 and verse 7. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a horse of another color. Yes, but because I'm not telling you to go there. It, it's where it says, for there are three that there. Yes, I know. I've never heard of that one, and I've heard it. I've never heard this is, this is the so-called Coma Ioannina. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I've never heard of this one being a controversial one. Mm -hmm. Based on what I have heard. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I, I never read in the 70th Adventist Bible commentary that, and, um, and basically what I am been telling yesterday um, regarding your question is that here, in the critical apparatus that is, that is not present uh, means that the text is clear. However, the text that I've been listening from this young lady, it is, that is, that is, um, that is um, problematic, I will say, uh, situation, and it's called Coma um, Ioaninen. Uh, um, I, I normally do not use that until the church maybe clarify that text. And uh, my recommendation normally is that when you have any kind of dispute regarding the understanding of the person of Jesus, let's go to chapter 5, verse 20. Verse 20, for me, is uh, completely clear, not regarding Trinity. Because, um, by the way, the topic, when you read um, First John chapter 5, is not about the Trinity. It's, it's not involved. And you are right if you were thinking that way, because the context is very clear. But 
chapter 5, verse 20, is very, very strong and very clear. I don't know if somebody might be able to read it. And if you have it, um, I will request the favor um, to read it, that, because <laughs> it's, a, it's a powerful text regarding the, the divinity of the Lord Jesus. Do you have it, Pastor? Right. Uh, chapter 5, verse 20. Chapter 5, verse 20. It says, and, and we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. This is true God and eternal life. Life. It's his son, and then this is the yes. It's so to me, I, I I view the is as being God, not the son. Well, that is not the meaning. Well, that's what I got. Uh, that is not the meaning here, yeah. but but yeah, that is 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 very clear regarding regarding the topic. So there is there is no there is no observation. You find something regarding that. Yeah, okay, thank you. I appreciate your honesty, and I, I, I think that you appreciate my transparency. <laughs> well, can we get a little bit, or can I get a little further clarification on blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? To me, on, on the, the last what? On the last? The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Because to me, the blas you. blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is rejecting the Holy Spirit in our lives, rather than rejecting a separate entity of God. To me, that would be more along the lines of the rest of the scriptures. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Let me say something concerning the, um, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. What we have to look at is that when, in, based on what I have read and I have listened to commentators and so on, it said, uh, and based on the scripture, if we look at the, the, the why Christ came, Christ came to save us, and he said in John chapter 16, I believe he said, when I go, I will send the Spirit of Truth, and He will guide you into. He will convict you of judgment, among other things. We all will. I'll send you a comforter. Yes. Yes. So right there and then, um, the Holy Spirit is there to do what? To guide us spiritually, and that's the foundation. And that's why you know I just don't like debates because oftentimes we get into debate and we we don't see what God is trying to say to us. And right there and then, the Holy Spirit is there. To do what? To make sure that we have eternal life. And I believe that when we blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, we're telling him, hey, we don't want you to tell us anything concerning Christ. We don't want you to tell us how to live our life. Hence, um, I see that as blasphemy against the Holy Spirit because there's no other avenue. Because Christ has said, this is what the Holy Spirit is going to do. And if you're shunning the Holy Spirit, you're indirectly shunning um, the Son, and then you're indirectly against shunning the, the, the Father. So I think that's where, I shouldn't say, based on the scriptures, that's where the blasphemy comes in. Yeah, but, um, but the, the functional thing here is that, what is a blasphemy? Yeah, that's the whole point. Blasphemy is like you don't, in my, based on um, what I have read, it's like you have no other <coughs> outlet, no other avenue for God to um, have a discussion with you, for God to have a dialogue with you in regard to your eternal salvation. Okay, but blasphemy in the, in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, is considering um, a divine person as a human person. Mm -hmm. For example, 
when Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am, remember? Yes. Uh, the, the Jews rejected immediately that statement and began to collect stones to stone him. Why? Because he, they say he pronounced a blasphemy. What is the blasphemy? Being a human, consider God. Okay. Uh, the second thing is that, um, oh, the second thing. It's one of the other elements that you can uh, bring maybe to, for clarification or for the exercise of clarification. It's the case of Caiaphas and Jesus. When, when he, he um, says, you say so, and, uh, and, uh, and the, the conceptual thing was he was divine. And Caiaphas say this is blasphemy. So again, it's the same thing that you are going to find in the, in the, in the, in the, in the process. So when you go to the Bible here, it is interesting that the relationship with blasphemy, it involves consider the Holy Spirit something else of what really is. Because, um, by the way, one of the things that is clear in the Bible for me is that uh, in, in the Greek used ekainos to refer to the Holy Spirit. When, uh, and this is a very big diversity with some people, like Jehovah Witnesses, for example, that consider that the Spirit is a divine aflatus, kind of emanation of, of the Lord. It could be, but not uh, a third person that is he. And, and that is uh, what appears in the Bible, Kainos. Uh, and and when, when, when Jesus says in, in John, I guess it's 15, 26, please correct me if I am wrong in the reference, but I am quoting, you know, by, by heart, and I can be wrong, but <laughs> one of those is because appears several times between chapter 14 and 15 and refers to the Holy Spirit like he, not like a it. And that is important in the Bible because that is a conceptual concept of person treatment in the original, in the Bible. And that is um, um, uh, an important observation. So what is the blasphemy regarding the Holy Spirit? I do agree with you what, what you say, because the Holy Spirit is factor of conversion in all of us. And when somebody is going to reject the presence of the Holy Spirit, it is the alos paracletos, is the other like Jesus that is working for our salvation. And rejecting him is going to put us in, you know, in the, in the road of damnation. So it's very clear that in the Bible. Yes? Uh, Ellen White has a couple of very direct definitions of that blasphemy. If you want me to read it. Yes? Uh, by, by the way, I see all the commentary. <coughs> that statement might be in the new one. Uh, that's true. We have to look at them. That's true. Yeah. I am. Um, uh, review in Herald, June 29, 1897, he says, No one need look upon the sin against the Holy Ghost 
as something mysterious and indefinable, the sin against the Holy Ghost is the sin of persistent refusal to respond to the invitation mm -hmm. to repent. Mm -hmm. And Desire of Ages 324 is uh, oh, a long paragraph. The most common <coughs> manifestation of the sin against the Holy Spirit is in persistently sliding heaven's invitation to repent every step in the rejection of Christ is a step towards the rejection of salvation and toward the sin against the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. What's interesting on Matthew 28, 19, why it does say we should baptize with <coughs> praise. She uses several times that quotation. I, I mean um, um, Matthew 28, uh, um, 19. Yes. Uh, doesn't, uh, isn't one place uh, where uh, when Jesus casts out demons, the Pharisees are saying, you're casting demons out by the power of demons. And Jesus said, you are blaspheming the Spirit. Because this in so one form of blaspheming the Spirit is to attribute the work of the Spirit to the devil. Yeah, it's, it's correct. It's correct. Okay. Okay. Um, question. May I continue with the, the point in which I was? Yes. Okay, thank you. Sorry the interruption. So here is the, f the, the, um, the form that I, I will say the traditional form, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Okay, but read this and go to Peter, uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, and that is... Uh, again, a topic that is quite interesting. And this is a, the second line that I presented in the first um, 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 slide. You remember? And the Bible says, elect according to the foreign knowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and a sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. So, the form here is Father, Holy Spirit, and Son here. And grace unto you and peace be multiplied. So in the Bible, it's quite interesting, and there are a couple of authors uh, on, on the New Testament that are working in this direction and says when appears Father, Son, and Holy Spirit appears about 18 times. And that is the 24% of the 20, 75 times in which appears in the Bible. And Son, Holy Spirit, and Father appears 15 times, 19 of the occurrences. And Son, Father, and Holy Spirit appears about 14 times, 19 times of the instances that appears in, in the Bible. I am, I am still developing this, but um, there is... Um, this is the sort of, of picture that we have in the, in the triadic forms um, in the Bible. That is Father, Son, Holy Spirit 24 times. Son, Holy Spirit, and Father 20 times. Son, Father, Holy Spirit 19 times. Holy Spirit, Son, and Father 10 times. Holy Spirit, Father, Son 12 times. F um, Father, Holy Spirit, and Son 15 times. Um, Sorry, I know that it sounds too much statistics about, about this. But it's quite interesting to see and to read in, 
in, in, um, uh, in, in some verses in the New Testament. And let me, let me share with you quickly, if, 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 if quick exists when, when time is, is of the essence here, but let me share with you some, some examples. Um, let, let's read together here. Um, Book of Matthew, um, chapter 12, 18, for example. Um, chapter 12, book of Matthew, verse 18. Behold my servant, whom I have chosen. So the speaker is the Lord, and, and is about my servant, the Lord Jesus. And, and uh, in whom my soul is well pleased, and I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall shew judgment uh, to the Gentiles. Uh, you are going to see something similar in the book of Matthew 3, 16, and 17. We already read. We are not going to read it um, because it's not of the essence. And the classic is Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. If you go to the book of, of Mark, you are going to find the classic uh, structure. But here is a change in the book of Luke, chapter 3 verse 21 and 22 and jump into the, the second kind of form that is song holy spirit and the father and um and and the bible says now when all the people were baptized it come to pass that jesus um also being baptized and praying the heaven was open and the holy ghost descended in the bodily shape with a like a dove upon him and a voice came from heaven, which say, Thou art my beloved Son, in which I am well pleased. So the Father appears at the end of this, of this form. In the, in the New Testament, in the writings of Paul and the book of Acts, there is a lot of triadic forms that you are going to find that are quite interesting. So I've been telling my wife in private, in the mind of the apostles in the New Testament, that is clearly, this, uh, this concept is clearly inserted in their minds um, because every time that they are reflecting, thinking about the church, the name of God, the name of the Lord Jesus, and the name of the Spirit appears upon their minds. And they are closing, starting, finishing, and um, invoking and appealing sometimes in the name of them. For example, uh, I don't know if I have it here, but I will try. Um, but is, uh, for example, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. And um, the Bible says, is, is the Apostle Paul is finishing the epistle. And I am reading my 39 quotation in the triadic section of, of references I do have here. The grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be, be with you all. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. It is... It is quite interesting that. Uh, it is, uh, for me, very appealing to the mind. And by the way, when you are closing something in the church and you are going to be dismissed 
I like it very much. Uh, the point, by the way, here, it is verse 14, if you see. Verse 11 is telling you something quite interesting. You have, you have it here? In, 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 you have it in, in your Bible? Second uh, Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 and verse 11. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Eileen, you have it? Could you read it? Finally, brethren, farewell. <coughs> be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. For me, it's quite interesting. Verse 11 is speaking about God. One God. Only one God. Verse 14 says, And the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Hey, God bless you. And see you tomorrow in the morning. Yeah, see you tomorrow. I'm, could you remain a little bit? Thank you. Blessings to everybody. And, uh, and um, I hope that I didn't say nothing that sounds too much heretic for you. But... Uh, this media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.